Welcome to the One Hustle Show, where we're here to inspire, motivate, and educate you about other people's hustle in hopes that you can find your why. Welcome to the One Hustle Show. I am DC, your host, and we got my co-host, New Home Yogi, and we have a very special guest today. Um, Looking forward to this podcast. This is the first time we're meeting, so this is going to be very fun. Very (laughs) nice to meet you officially. Thank you, guys. Afnan Khalifa, that's my name. Awesome. So I will let you start off because you know, know a little bit more about her and then we'll kind of switch back and forth. So let's tell you where the one hustle started. Okay. This is my son. We own this. What? No, 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 no. <laughs> let's go. <laughs> yes. Wow. So, wow. When he was young, I told him all you have to do is focus on that one, that one customer and it will, everything will come. You just know? focus on the one, the power of one. Yeah, focus on one, one transaction, one person, one thing, and that one will translate into so many other beautiful things. But if you try to focus on too many things, you'll never get anything done. So mm-hmm. focus on one, and the power of one is what she taught me. And that's kind of how we started the One Hustle Show. We want to talk about other people's hustle and talk about you know their story and educating people on like the journey and you know, like what they've learned is um, throughout their journey and like the advice you'd give to your younger self and kind of be able to educate people on some of the things you learned and mm-hmm. Um, all the, the journey, you know, I love that. So I watched your stories, but our audience doesn't know. So what I'd like you to do is start with like where your hustle began, whether it's in childhood or something with your parents or where that started. So it was hard to to start, you know, in my childhood because I was raised in Saudi Arabia. And if you know anything about Saudi Arabia, it's, it's closed off, especially as a woman, you can't do a lot, Right. Um, so you can't work as a girl. Now you can drive, but back then you can't drive as a woman. You don't have a lot of rights. Um, so growing up there, you would see, you know, social media, you would see the internet and you would see like, you know, North America, Canada, America, and you're like, oh my God, I can't wait to go there to like have that freedom to do whatever you want. Cause you see people working and they're happy. Obviously they don't, they don't show you the struggles and like how many, you know, how many jobs people have to like provide to the bare minimum right so um i knew I, i'm gonna study university in canada because we had the passport right from canadian originally we came to canada and it was like i just knew how my life was gonna go i'm gonna go to university i'm gonna have a job and then i'm gonna just you know go through the levels and you know just be something big i always wanted to be something big because I, I had it in me I don't know if it's my parents. They're very hardworking immigrants. Um, my dad, you know, we we never saw him growing up because he was always working on his business. So I feel like I got that from him. So I came to Canada and I'm like, ah, land of freedom. I'm gonna just take over. I go to university and my English wasn't great. I learned English throughout my whole life because I was in international school. Um, but it was more, I understand it. I know how to read it. But having a conversation, it's a little bit hard because I never had conversations. Right. Um, so that was the first challenge. I'm like, okay, well, I have to learn how to speak English fluently. Um, and then I'm like, okay, well, let me apply to jobs. And I've never had a job before 18 because you just can't work in Saudi Arabia. So I'm like, well, now I have to lie on my resume, write stuff that I oh, I've worked. And now I have to learn English. So my first job was Starbucks. Right. That's the only thing that hired me because I went I gave my resume out for like 40 places plus and like people like you don't qualify. (laughs) You don't qualify. So Starbucks, I was so happy. I always felt so happy when I'm working those jobs. So Starbucks, um, 
And then I was working, you know, talking English more, so my English got better. And then one of my friends was like, Afnan, you should, you know, become a waitress. You know, you can make tips. I'm like, you can make tips. Because back home, there's nothing called tips. Okay. So it's like, oh, I need to tip. <laughs> so that was my first exposure to tipping people. I was like, oh, okay, I need to tip. So, okay, let me let me try, you know, serving. Because he's saying I can make X amount of dollars just becoming, you know, a waitress. Um, and then I started going to restaurants, you know, applying, faking my resume, putting things that, I, putting jobs that I've never had, um, references like, oh, you know, call this person and that person is my friend. Like, no, just trying to make it throughout, you know, university. Um, and then, you know, went through a lot of restaurant jobs to find like a good restaurant job. And it's like every single job I've had, I always wanted to be the best. You know, if I'm a waitress, I want to be like the best waitress where people come. I want to sit at her table, right? If I'm being a hostess, I want her to walk me to my table, right? I'm talking to people. Just like you said, you focus on one person and I, and I have this power, which if I'm with you, you're going to feel so special. I'm going to make you feel special. And a lot, you know, we live in a very fast paced life where people, you know, we're busy. We're like running around and sometimes you forget that this is a human being in front of you and you got to just like, Take a second and just look at them and talk to them, like a real talk. So I was always good at that. Um, and I feel like that's where it started. Everyone was like, like, you have so much in you. Why are you, like, why are you serving? I'm like, oh, I, I don't know. I'm still in university. I'm just trying to make it. What else would I do, right? I don't have a degree. Um, and I would hear from people. It's like, you have something in you. You're different. You know, you care. You take time. And it's like, you know, small comments like that throughout my whole journey. And it's like, I can be different. And it's like that belief. Once you get that belief, it's like, oh, my God, I can actually do it. Um, and that's it. And um, I remember going on a vacation to Mexico. And I saw people. And that was before COVID. That was my first vacation ever, like, by myself, without my family, with my friends. Um, I was, like, 21 at that time. And um, I saw people working from their laptops. So I went up to them. I'm like, oh, like, why are you on your laptop? Like, it's... Mexico, it's Tulum, like have fun, go like go to the beach or something. They're like, oh, we're actually working, we're here for like a couple months. I was like, you work from your like laptop? Because I knew people do that, but I never saw like physical people. So I was like, what do you do? And then some of them were like, you know, computer engineers, some of them had like all oh, their own business or they're you know, they, they were entrepreneurs. So that was my first exposure to it. I'm like, okay, well, if those people can do it, and they were like girls and guys that looked like me. Right. Right? And I'm like, if they can. And then I started seeing people on social media that are like preaching, you know, crypto, financial literacy. And I didn't know anything about that. For the longest time, I was like, don't talk to me about it. I'm a fashion girl. I don't know anything about it. I don't understand it. It sounds like squiggly lines. I don't understand <laughs> it, right? It, it, may, it, it looks crazy. Um, and I just never thought I can do it. But then I saw girls that looked like me that were doing it. I'm like, okay, I'm not like I can do it, too. And that's how it all started. I started this thing. Um, I joined a company that provides, you know, financial literacy. And it has a network marketing side of it. And that was the place where I could actually just be myself without anyone limiting me. And give people, like, that one-on-one, like, hey, you know, I, I did it. I'm learning, you know, the financial literacy, and you can do it too. And that gave hope to a lot of people. And that's, that's how I got here. So are your parents in Saudi Arabia still? No, they came here uh, three years ago. And they're in Canada. Yeah, but they don't work because oh. they speak no English. 
Oh my goodness. Yeah. So it was it was always on me and my brother to like work two three jobs to like pay the bills for the house. Um, now they're retired because we're both entrepreneurs. But then you know, as an eighteen year old, it was a lot because I didn't have a car. I was commuting one one hour every single day. Had two jobs, full time school, six courses at a time. But it was like, damn. You know, when when your back is pushed through the wall, but by the wall, and you're like, okay, well. I don't know anything but to actually like work to provide for my family because we're four kids. Okay, so where do you land in that? I'm the second. Okay, you're my the other two siblings. They're younger. Okay, they're, one just graduated high school, um, and the other one just graduated um, elementary school. How old your brother compared to you? The older brother? Uh huh. Three years. He's twenty six. Okay. And what's he doing? Same thing. Same thing? Yeah. You guys work together? That's how I got into it. Oh. Yeah, so I saw him do it, and I'm like, hmm. And then I saw girls doing it with him. I'm like, maybe I can do it, too. That's amazing. Yeah. So I saw you speak about the law of exposure. Can we talk about, like, law of attraction, law of exposure, like yes. that kind of? Oh, that's my favorite yeah. topic. Um, It's crazy because, you know, when I used to be a waitress – the most I've ever made was like $3,000 a month in tips, right? And that was like, I'm rich. Don't talk to me. Like, I have a <laughs> lot of money. I have a lot of cash. I'm rich. And that was the only thing I was exposed to. I've ne- like, I hear people making a lot of money, but you never meet them, right? And then I got exposed to one of my friends, and he was making, he was an engineer, but he was making like $10,000 a month. It's like, $10,000 a month? What do you do with that money? That's a lot of money, right? It's not a lot of money. But it's like, <laughs> it's a lot of money, like... What do you do with that? Like, you have so much money. Like, imagine if you just spend a thousand, two thousand a month. <laughs> you have eight thousand dollars left that you can do a lot of things with. So that was my first exposure. And then when I joined this company, I saw a lot of people making, you know, six figures a year. So it's like I always talk about it. The law exposure. Once you're exposed, you can't go back. It's oh, like no. a disease, right? It's like now I see it, I can't go back. It's the same thing as like flying first class. I've never flew first class until last year. And it was, you know, I tried it just because my mentor was like, if not, try flying first class. And I'm like, okay, let me try it. I don't know why. Like, same destination. Why am I paying an extra $1,000? Because international, right? Why am I paying extra $1,000 to fly? I'm going to the same destination. Like, is it a bigger seat? I can, I'm small. I can sit in a small seat. The meal, I can get my own meals. And it didn't make sense to me. Until I paid that $1,000, and I'm like, it's different. So now, the next time, when I'm like, okay, I'm not getting first class, and you walk to the economy through that first class line, and you're like, mm, it felt good when I was here. The treatment was a little bit different. You board the first person, right? You have two bags, 75 pounds, for free, that you can, because I'm always, like, overpacking when I'm traveling. And it's, like, just small things, and it's, like, I'm exposed to it. And I would do anything to, like, be there again. So now I started working harder to be like, okay, well, first class is nothing. Now I want private jet. <laughs> you know, now I want to fly, you know, private. Um, and every single time I got exposed to, like, now I have people, like, one of my good friends making a million a month. And I'm like, a million a month? It's a lot. It's a lot of money. It's like, what do you, like, that's what do you do with that money. But it's like, okay, now I'm exposed to that. I'm not there yet. But it's like, if he did it, and he's telling me the steps to do it, why wouldn't I do it too? So it's so powerful when you get exposed to like things. And a lot of us, we're so closed off with our friends and our family that we don't 
you know, look outside and see what other people are doing and get exposed to new things because once you get exposed, you can't go back. So if you could give somebody advice about, like, getting out of their comfort zone. Yeah. Or getting new exposure. Or getting new exposure, like, describe that. You know, people are scared. People are scared to to do anything out of their comfort zone. We go to the same restaurants that we like, we're used to. We do, you know, we shop at certain places that we're used to. We talk to the same people. I have an alarm on my phone that goes twice a day. It's not going to go off right now. It's in the morning and at night. <laughs> and it says, um, what would you do if you were 10 times bolder? If you were 10 times older? Bolder. Bolder. Yeah. Okay. Um, oh, bolder. Um, so every single day I'm asking myself, if I was bolder, what would I do? And, you know, it started with an experience. I experienced b- being bolder and I saw the reward that came with it, right? Because it's scary in the beginning. Till this day, every single time I do something new, I'm like, I'm scared, I'm nervous. Every single time I go on stage, I'm like, this does not feel like I, I couldn't sleep like the night before. My stomach is hurting me. I'm like overthinking. Oh, I'm not good enough. We all have that little voice, right? But it's like, just do it. Just do it. We're all going to die one day. Just do it. Because after you do it, the reward, I promise you, is going to be good. So just don't let that little voice of yours tell you that you're not good enough or just, you know, you're, you're, you, you can't do it or you come from this background or you've went through those or your parents are those people that you, it does not matter. So just do it. Like literally just go for it and do it. I love that. I love that. I think people visualize like what ifs too much. Like what if this happens? What if yeah. I don't make it? What if I won't, don't make money? But what, if, what if this is the wrong decision? But what if... That but is the if, right decision. But what if it, it can be the right what decision? What if this... Because, re- again, when I started this, I had the same thing. I was like, what if everyone looks at me like, what is this girl doing with crypto? And then I did it, and now it's like, what if I actually didn't do it? I would still probably be a waitress. Because what else would I do? I would still probably, I, I don't know, working a nine-to-five, be a waitress... But it's like just trying new things. There's always a reward at the beginning. So talk about that, like when you first left being a waitress, what that felt like, the emotions you went through when you first left. Left becoming a waitress? Mm -hmm. I felt good. I'm like, "Ah, I'm financially free. I wasn't financially free. I was like, oh, my God, it feels good to work for yourself. So my first month when I got started, I made a lot of money. I made $18,000 my first month, and it was like, and it was through the marketing side. You know, I told my friends about it. And I'm like, hey, if you want to do it, we can do it together. And then they got started. And the company uh, gave me a big bonus because I was the only person to hit that bonus pool, right? And I was like, $18,000. That's a lot of money. <laughs> I was like, so I called my job the next day. And I'm like, so I quit. No two weeks notice. I'm rich. Don't call me. Don't text me. <laughs> and that $18,000 $18, was spent in the same month because I was bad. You know, I, I didn't have the financial literacy. I just got started. Ooh, that's a good topic, financial literacy. Yeah, I just got started. I'm like, oh my God, I'm rich. So you take a thousand. I, I can give this person a thousand. Oh, mom, take two thousand. You deserve it. Oh, my brother, take a thousand. I was just giving out money. I'm thinking like this $18,000 will last forever. It does not last forever. Um, so it felt good. But then you know what? We're, we're used to having a boss telling us what to do. So my 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 beginning my my beginning of my journey, it was like, okay, I'm waking up every single day. I'm an entrepreneur. I call myself an entrepreneur, but what am I doing today, right? What is what is the steps? And then sometimes you don't feel motivated, 
at your job if you don't feel motivated. No one cares. You got to go serve those tables. You got to go do the things that you have to do because your boss is there. But when there is no one watching you, it's like now you got to be that person where it's like motivation does not exist. You feeling like it does not exist. You just got to go ahead and do it. You got to have discipline. You got to know where you're going to. So that was a struggle in the beginning to like know what to do every single day. Because like I just served last week. What am I doing now? So I was just like, figuring out, like, okay, what are the things? What is the routine? What should I do? What is the money-making activities? How did you make that tra transition? Like, because, like, for me, like, when I quit corporate America, yeah. I had been 15 years. So, oh. like, he's, like. She quit twice. I quit twice. Got her to quit twice and come work with me. And so I literally told him when I first quit, I was, like, you're going to have to be my boss. Like, I, if not, you're going to find me shopping. You're going to find me, like... <laughs> Cleaning the house. house. Yeah, just meal prepping at the gym. <laughs> anything but working. Because I've been in a corporate structure for so long with yeah. people telling me where to be and how to be and all of that. Yeah. That I probably won't come to work. <laughs> yeah. So that was our that was our rule in the beginning. Like, yeah. I was like, you need to tell me when to be there and all of that until I get some structure down in my life. Yeah. So that I can do it on my own. Because I was like, I, I don't like want to fail. I had the same thing. So we have mentors, right? The person who got me started, my brother, and then his mentor, and then the mentors around them. So we do a lot of, like, personal development calls. Um, and it's like, we know what we have to do. Because they tell us, okay, you got to do X, Y, Z in a day. I don't care when you do it, but you got to, you know, structure it. Um, so I learned a lot about time management. Every single 30 minutes of my day, um, I, I look at my, you know, my time. I'm like, okay. In the last 30 minutes, was I busy or was I just being, was I productive or was I just being busy? Because a lot of us, especially when you're working from your phone, I'm just scrolling through social media and sometimes, you know, a 30 minute turns to an hour to two hours and it's like, was I working right now or was I just acting like I'm busy doing things that they're not money making activities? Because there is money making activities and there's things around it that, okay, things that you have to do to grow your business. But then there's other things that, you can do them in the, in the hours that you're not very focused in the day. So everyone have hours in the day that they're very focused and they're very productive, right? I'm a morning person. So my time is usually 8 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern. I'm like very focused. I can, you know, get a lot of things done. So that's the time where, okay, I do my personal development. Um, I message people. I, I do the things that are money-making activities. The other times, I'm not very focused. I'm not a night person, but like, maybe recording, you know, the videos. I can do that at night because, you know, they're the TikToks and the reels to get more exposure. Um, but I like planning my day the night before, hour by hour, 30 minutes by 30 minutes. So I know the next day, if I don't feel like it, no one cares. I have a schedule because if I don't fill that schedule, I'm going to be falling behind and then I'm going to feel like I'm not good enough and then I'm going to, uh, you know, tell people, oh, I can't get on a call that I told them I, I'm going to get on it and it's going to be just a mess. So I have to go through it. White, so, white space on the calendar. You will meet the devil if you have white space on the calendar. You'll meet your vices. You'll meet your yes. your bad self yeah. and you'll be the demise. I mean, I notice when I don't have my days planned I've, as an entrepreneur, I mean, you just have to self-audit. Yeah. And... Um, you know, especially my generation, the girls that I have, I have a lot of girls in my team. So, you know, girls tend to be a little bit more emotional, right? We're very hard on ourselves. Um, and I tell them, I was like, the only thing that saved me, because, you know, we've all been through a lot in life. We've all had some traumas. We've all been th been through a lot, especially us as girls. 
So I was like, the time that I'm not busy, I always tend to like think about all the negative things that have in my life. You know, go down that path. And it's like, oh, why did that person do that to me? Why did he talk to me like that? Why did my ex do this? Why did my mom say that to me when I was... It's like you just, you're, you're, you're just going through that hole. And it's like, when I'm busy... I'm just, I feel good. You know, when you're productive, oh, you feel good. Yeah. So I tell them, I'm like, you're not depressed. You're not going through a lot. You're just not busy. Get busy, yeah. and I promise you, you'll feel good, and you're going to stop having time to think about those things that y you have no business thinking about. It happened in the past. Focus on your future. I love that. I feel like either you're moving forward or backwards. Have you had any backslides since you started? Yes. Or Yes. How, let's how talk about that. Roller how coaster. You, yeah, right? <laughs> Roller coaster. Peaks and valleys. Peaks, Peaks and, and valleys is what we call them. Yeah, I, I, at some point I almost quit. I was like, I don't want to do this. This is so stressful, you know, because being a leader, it takes a lot. I lost my voice because I'm a leader. Being a producer is one thing, but being a leader is a whole other world. Yeah, I've, like, being a producer is 10 times more easier. Oh, yeah. Because oh, yeah. a leader... You know, the people that you're leading, they're expecting you to, like, pour into them, right? So we had uh, the past three days, you know, a massive event. And I've had more than 70 people from my team come to that event. So it's, like, 70 people that, that they're expecting you. that one-on-one. They're expecting me to say a line that's going to change their life forever. They're expecting me to take a picture. Like, he was even <laughs> taking videos, and every time we're taking a video, we're like, Afnan, can I take a picture with you? Afnan, can I have a, you know, a, a story of you on my story? Uh, Afnan, you know, give me a game plan. Afnan, you know, how can we, can I do this better? Afnan, how can I make more money? And it's like, 70 people is a lot, right? Um, and I'm not just managing 70 people. I'm managing thousands on thousands. The only people that came was 70 people. So... It takes a lot where at the end of the day, I come home and I'm like, I'm empty. I have no energy. Yesterday we had a dinner. And I'm like, guys, I ate. I'm going home. I don't even want to finish this dinner. I have no energy because I just poured and poured and poured and poured into all those people. So at the end of the night, I need to go back home and read a book, listen to a podcast, fill my cup because I feel empty. I need someone to pour into me. I call my managers. I'm like, tell me something. I'm like, tell me something important to me teach me something um but yeah being a leader it's it's draining but it's also the most fulfilling role ever so we own this real estate company that's what you're sitting in together and then i do loans and we have people that work for us and we're going through those same things about leading you yeah. know like we both produce amazing like we're great <laughs> agents but the leadership part is it's definitely a learning curve for us yeah it's Leader, you can you can always become a better leader. Um, I remember when I got started, I wasn't the best leader. No. You know, I would say things to my team, and it's like, what? You don't say those things to people. Um, but you learn. You could give us one piece of advice that like was like the turning point in going from like not being a good leader to being a good leader. What would that be? Um, you know, be a little bit more empathetic. Yeah, yeah cause. We're all, we all go through things, mm -hmm. right? And it's like, sometimes you don't know what that person is going through and you're being so hard on them. It's like, why didn't you show up today? Why weren't you on the call? Why didn't you do X, Y, Z that you were supposed to do? And it's like, oh, well, sorry, I was, you know, something happened to my mom and I had to drive her to the hospital. And it's like, oh, my bad, sorry I said that. Mm -hmm. So it's like, just 
listening more than talking because people know what they've done, right? If someone did not perform well that day or that week, they probably know it. So what I do is I don't tell them, oh, hey, like, you did this, this, this. I ask questions where they're going to tell me, oh, I didn't do this and this and this. So it's like reverse psychology. So it's like things like, um, you know, let's say someone does not show up on a call. Like, are you okay? What happened? Like, did something happen to you? And they're going to tell you, well, oh, no, I just I got busy. It's like, why did you get busy? Like, you know this call is important, right? And they're going to tell you, oh, sorry, like, you know, I know it's call important. I'm never going to do this again. Instead of you yelling at, don't do it again. This is not good. you got to be on the calls because you know how the call is important. So it's like just asking questions, and people will tell you what you want to hear and what they need to hear. Where's your success level compared to your brothers? Have you surpassed him? Not yet. <laughs> <laughs> We're very close. Very close, though. Very close. Um, he's been he's been doing it for five years. I've been doing it for two years. So um, I've had faster success than him, obviously, because you know I took everything that he've done, shortcuts, the learning curves, and I apply, applied it. And that's why I love having mentors. You know, people that have done it. It's like okay, we've done it. Do this, this, this. Don't do this, and this, and this. Right, and you get the success faster. Um, but yeah. But I we're getting that. there. What's your goal for this year? <sighs> so the goal for this year, when it started, um, my goal was to have 100 IPAs. IPA is someone that is making six figures a year. So 100 people on my team that are making, you know, the IPA level. And we're, we're 20% there. We're, we're 20% there. So I can't wait for that because leadership right it's always the people first because if you help someone come to the top at the end of the day you're going to also be at the top of the mountain right so that's the goal 100 people how many people do you have on your team currently oh my god more than four thousand. wow yeah not personally right um so let's say you know you got started and you help someone else get started that's also in my team okay yeah but more than 4,000 Because it's like levels, right? Yeah. Okay. That's interesting. Man, 4,000 people. Yeah. So do you guys all get on a call together? Yeah. <laughs> and they're from all over? They're from all over. I have people from Australia. I have people from, you know, the UK, um, Germany, North America, you name it, Middle East. Wow. It's amazing. Yeah. As long as you speak English, we're good. You could probably teach them English. <laughs> I can give you a course to learn English. Say, you have a course for that. <laughs> I'm not teaching no one English. I need English myself. You sound great though. How long have you been speaking English? Like fluently for since 2016. My English is good, but people people always tell me, "Oh, you have that. Your accent's so cute." I'm like, I don't have an accent. You don't like it? It's just an accent. <laughs> I love it. I love it when people have accents. I'm like, I you can talk but to that, me. but that's only if you don't have an accent. Oh, I have an accent, and I would never be with with like, I would never date a person that have an accent. Really? Yeah. Wow. Because I just don't like it. But Are you currently dating? No, no. That's that's a different topic. But no. <laughs> yeah, my that's a good topic though. Yeah, um, it's it's um. It's challenging at this age um, to, so on social media, you know, I'm very alpha. I'm very masculine. 
I show a lot of my masculine energy, right? Especially being a leader, you got to show that. So I'm always working. I, I don't really go out and like social. I'm socializing. If I'm socializing, it's for business, right? It's yeah. not for like, oh, let's date. Um, and we, I was talking, you know, about this with my friends. And I'm like, people from the outside, especially like men, when they look at a businesswoman, she's like successful and she's out there, you know, go get her getting, you know, things done. And they only see the masculine side and they're like, whoa. So you see a lot of successful men, they want, you know, more feminine energy. And again, we all have feminine energy and I would show it if I'm with my partner. Um, but you'll see a lot of successful men always settling with a girl that, you know, they, they just want her to stay at home, you know, take care of them more, like doesn't do anything. Because they feel more masculine with that. You'll see power couples, but what I'm seeing, I usually attract beta men. Because there's a lot of like masculine energy that I show. Um, and it's interesting. I was talking about it with Jessie Lee, and it's like, she gave me some tips and stuff. <laughs> but it's interesting with social media. Because that's how a lot of people, you know, meet partners these days. No, I, I'm i alpha. I get it. I like, can I tell. speak... Like that language it's hard for and to I, my energy is strong yeah and so like it's and it intimidates a lot of people oh most people yeah most people most people it's so funny like there was somebody recently that like hit on me and daniel's <laughs> like i give him props i was like, like he's like I mean, it's never gonna happen but i mean <laughs> he says never gonna happen <laughs> because the level of the person that you have to be with has to has to be somewhere you're not even there yet because at the w rate that we grow, you know, it's like if you're not already up here, I'm going to get there so fast. That's you're so going to be behind That's if you're at the same place that I'm at because I, I annihilate who I was yesterday and I'm recreating myself every day. Yeah. You That's know what so I mean? True. So unless you're willing to grow and be on that journey, it's just it won't work. Yeah. So I saw your videographer speak about like being with a man that's not at your level and like what's your take on that? <laughs> <laughs> that's that's funny so um i can't do it so we were in the car and he we finished shooting a video and he because his his wife waited on him when he was broke when he oh. couldn't afford anything and she waited on him for like four or five years i was like damn she likes you because i would never do that right so we were four girls. One of the girls, do you guys believe in zodiac signs? Oh, yeah, I'm a Leo. Yeah. Oh, I'm a Leo. Girl, I'm a Leo. <laughs> That's why we have a lot of, you know, yes. crazy energy. So I'm a Leo too. What, when is your birthday? August 7th. Do you have the same birthday? <laughs> I'm August 6th. Oh, my God. Damn. <laughs> That's crazy. I was wondering why. I was like, you guys, I was like I'm going to let you guys do your thing. <laughs> yeah, I loved your energy when I got on your feed. I was like, I am so excited. Thank you, Eddie. Like, there is very few women I come across that I'm, like, excited to meet. And your energy wow. was there. I Thank was like, you. I'm excited to meet her and talk Thank to you. her. That's so. the Leo energy. So I was the only Leo in the car. Right, the other girl was a Pisces, and they're That's more him. <laughs> they're more emotional, right? <laughs> right? Are you a Marsh Pisces? Yes, very mm -hmm. emotional. Oh yeah. <laughs> so she was like, you know, if I love him, I can be with him. Oh no, I can wait on him mm -hmm. as long as he has the potential. And I'm like looking at them, and he's like, "Wow, you're an amazing woman." I'm like, "No, you're not." <laughs> well, that's her, right? And there's another girl that was an Aries, and she's like, "Well, if we can do it together and we can grow together." That's, that's, that's his great. fiance. 
She's an Aries with a Pisces. And she has to just keep up with me and grow with me and we're growing, you know? That's good. She's a professional athlete. So, like, wow. I mean, it's a whole different world. But, yeah. like, in our own worlds, like, as long as you're moving forward, you're, you're growing together. Cause They've like, been eight years. They're good. Like, but one thing about Aries is they're very adaptable. And that's yes. what we like about them. They're very, like, okay, yeah, let's go. Let's go do it. That's why it works. Very, like, okay, let's, let's jump off the bridge. Yeah. So... She was like that. And then there was me and there was another Pisces. The other Pisces, um, she's actually dating an engineer. He makes six figures, but he's also in this business. Oh. So the whole goal is like, okay, to quit the engineer job and actually. So they're together and they love each other. And there was me. So they were all saying, yeah, like, you know, I would wait. And then he looked at me and I'm like, I would never wait. That's why most of my previous relationships weren't guys that are like a year older than me or two years older than me. It was like. Someone who's a little bit, you know, at least five, six, seven years older than me so they can be a little bit ahead, more mature. So you need to be my inspiration for me to be with you. Like you need to be making some insane money, some insane success. And it's not even about the money. It's more about the success. Energy. Um, it's yeah, because what's the conversation that we're going to have if you're... What's going on in the news and gas prices and stuff? I'm like, no, I don't want that conversation. Exactly. Like we're not going to complain about gas prices because <laughs> that's not like we're going to take the car regardless, right? So you got to be like, I got to be, you, you got to be so good that I learn from you because I still want, I don't want to be, you know, we're so alpha. In a relationship, I don't want to be the alpha person. No, you have to be strong. Yeah, so that like that's I, so confusing for people that don't understand. They that. don't that's understand. Like, you're I'm the a- same all the time. No, there, there's, there's, it's this is dynamic. There's no like, this is how it is. Yeah, like we're so alpha. We're so. I al- can be submissive. I can be very submissive if you're to the right person. person. But you can lead. We lead because people don't know how to lead. And it's like, it's always on me to plan everything to like, okay, guys, let's go here, let's do this. But if you can take control, I would love that. Right? Just do it the right way. Right? Oh, yeah. There's a right way. (laughs) Because we're very control freaks, and it's like, it has to be the right way. Um, That's so funny. But, yeah, we're very submissive, but it just takes the right Right powerful person in the right way. Yeah, Yeah, I agree. That's so funny. When I saw that, I was like, I wonder what her take is on this. And I was like, there is no way. There's no way. No way. I can't. It's like, literally, what's the conversation? What are we talking about? I don't want to just go on dinners and vacations. I want to have, like, a person that, like, let's conquer the world together. And, like, stimulate my mind. Yeah. Oh, that's it. That yeah. is, like, That's a key. conversation. Yeah. Yeah. I love my mind stimulated. Like, because yeah. I love to learn. It's attractive. Oh, 100%. It's hot. Yeah. Okay. I saw on your Instagram about messaging people when you're in a relationship. You think it's cheating? <laughs> um, absolutely. Yeah. If it's business and you guys are working together, absolutely, that's not that's not a problem. But if if you're in a relationship and you're commenting on random girls' Instagrams and messaging them, why are you doing that? Unless you guys are friends, that's fine, and I know about it. But just random girls, like you appreciating random girls, like no. So it makes social media so difficult. Yeah, but like, why? Like, if you have me, why do you have to look at other girls? We can look at them together because if I see a beautiful girl, I'm like, yeah, oh my God, she's so beautiful. Like, yes, you can agree. But then don't look twice. It's like one look that you get. <laughs> don't look twice. It's one look that you get, and then that's it. So I don't agree with like, oh, we're so confident together. I know we love each other. So you can comment on whoever you want. You can DM whoever. No, you can't. 
no you can't <laughs> no it's me and you right yeah because imagine you want to conquer the world and you don't want anybody to be able to like break that imagine if i'm messaging guys what would be his response i don't think any guy likes that mm-hmm. right do you like that nope <laughs> absolutely not it's like why are you messaging another zero guy? tolerance yeah so i know you said you plan your day the night before like in 30 minute increments but do you have any other rituals that you do um i have once a week that i sit down on a chair that i don't sit on that chair unless i'm thinking it's called my thinking chair so um, I sit down in that chair, and I look at the things, you know, that I've done that week. You know, what went right, what went wrong. And I have two journals, right? What makes me feel good journal. And what makes me feel bad? No. Uh-huh. We don't, we don't want to look at that. <laughs> <laughs> we don't even write it. I'm not <laughs> acknowledging it. this. I don't remember. What makes me feel good, and what am I doing right? Oh, I like that. So, because sometimes, you know, again, when, you, when you're through that, when you're going through that whole... And you're thinking about, you know, oh, my God, this happened to me. And you're just in that, you know, negative zone. It's hard to pull yourself out, right? Let's say you're not busy. It's hard to pull yourself out. So sometimes I'm like, okay, I don't feel good right now. Let me open, you know, my book. And it's like, what makes me feel good? Okay, I love listening to good music. Or maybe let me do a coaching. I love doing coaching calls. So sometimes I'm not feeling good. I'm like, I'm just going to do it. I don't feel like it, but let me just call one of my girls and just coach her for like 10 minutes because I feel good when I pour into others. But when you're in, the, when you're in that zone, you forget. And then um, what am I doing right? Because sometimes in the that. business, you know, we do things right, but then we start making more money. We start becoming bigger and we forget the small things that worked. We start doing the big things and we forget what got us there. So, and then the thinking chair, it's like, let me reflect. Let me, and that's where all my big ideas come from. It's like we did we did a USA tour, in like seven cities in twelve days. Literally like last month it was end of March, and it was just like seven girls going to seven cities in twelve days, talking about crypto, NFTs, all the financial markets, and how we can let other women, you know, do the exact same things. Because especially us women, we look at it and it's like NFTs is crazy. You know, you see monkeys all over and you're like, how do people make money in those monkeys and apes? And it's like, okay, let me explain it to you in such a hot girl term. I love that. Oh, that's where, where we're going. you know, you can, you can understand it because that's how we understand it, right? So I was explaining NFTs and like relationships. I'm like, oh, it makes so much sense. I'm like, I know it makes so much sense. And a lot of girls were like, okay, well, if those girls are doing it, because we had a single mom in the, in the tour and then we had a mom in the tour. And then we had, you know, someone from Germany that was homeless at some point. And then you have, you just have very diverse seven women that are doing it. So you're going to find yourself in one of those women that will empower, empower you to be like, you know what? You don't have to just do whatever you're doing, especially if you're not happy with it. You don't have to go to that job just because it pays your bill. You can do more. So I finally got over the crypto thing and I'm in the crypto yes. thing. But I don't understand the NFTs. Can you just briefly... He bought one. I don't get it. What did you buy? I don't know what he bought. Well, I I created my own with a digital artist and haven't even posted them yet on the marketplace because I don't even know how to do it, nor do I have the time to do it. But I want to. And I I think I bought like Meta Clubbers or something. Nothing. I I didn't follow any really, really big projects. Um, But I really was just curious about it. My barber started making that much money. Yeah. A barber, wow. Just like 
trading and messing around. And he's like, yeah. So like he has the crypto thing on, like watching on the TV, learning while he's cutting hair and does the that's thing. Smart. He's a hustler. And it's I like, love that. it's so cool. And like, that's how I learned about it and made me more receptive to it. And then I went to an event with Dan Fleischman, um, hardcore closer and a bunch of people here. And yeah. they had a NFT event was explaining it. And she finally got on board with and crypto with crypto and kind of was like okay this is like i get it now she it finally made sense for her when she realized like this is inevitable yeah and there there needs to be a better way for the financial markets to so work. we don't have zelle cash app or venmo because i'm canadian right so every single time i hire like i did i ask you did you have bitcoin i asked him i'm like i don't have zelle do you have bitcoin can i send you bitcoin um but yeah i i do everything in bitcoin but nfts so it's what I like about NFTs because I didn't understand it at some point. I'm like, this makes no sense. This is a hype that's gonna go away. People are like, not the smartest to follow this thing. Don't do it. And I was already in the crypto space, but I said that about it because I just didn't understand it. Because I thought you need to create your own NFT, and that's the only way you make money. I'm like, I'm not an artist. I'm not a celebrity to just create it and sell it to people. It makes no sense. But then they told me like, no, you can actually buy it and then resell it. So. Let me explain it very, very briefly. So NFTs, it's a digital art that you can't touch, you can't see. Well, you can see, but you can't touch, you can't feel. Um, and it protects the artist. Because think about it, like, for example, Mona Lisa. Yeah, Mona Lisa or that art, right? There's a Mona Lisa. I know it's not the original, but similar to it in almost every other household, right? In the background with, like, extra stuff. So the artist was never protected. It's It's everywhere. For NFTs, it is protected because you can't just take a picture. You have one copy of it and that's it. So for every collection, there's a lot of like um, pieces in that collection. So we had um, one of our experts told us about this chain NFT. And it's like chains, right? So those chains, they look different, right? One has maybe like a, like a, a green diamond. The other one has like maybe more crosses, you know, on it. The other has like red and gold, whatever, you know, they're just, they all look different. Um, and every NFT, there's something called floor price and there's something called rarity. So floor price is the cheapest you can get in that collection. So example, let's say me and you, we go to Louis Vuitton, right? And we're like, listen, I want to look rich. I want to look like I have money, but I want to do it on a budget. So I would go to the girl and I would ask her, listen, I want an, L an LV, you know, item. What's the cheapest I can get in LV? but it's still LV. So she would give me something, right? She would probably give me a chain or a wallet. Same thing in the NFT collection, right? You can get the cheapest, and that's usually the floor price. That's the cheapest in that collection that you can get. It's not usually the best, right? Because it's the cheapest, but that's the cheapest you can own in that collection. Something called rarity, right? Every collection, why are they so different in prices? Because the more rare the picture is, the more value it has. So let's say the chains. And you can see that rarities, like you literally press on the characteristics and you can actually see it. And you can see like, oh, this chain um, has this green diamond and this green diamond is in 0.1% of the collection. So you know that's very rare. But then they say, oh, black background. 100% of the collection have a black background, like the picture has a black background. So you know that's not a rare. So you can see all the, you know, characteristic of that NFT. And the more rare it is, the more, you know, the higher price you can sell it for. Okay. So that's another thing. And then there's something that I didn't know, which is called minting. And that's how a lot of people make money in NFTs. When you mint 
NFTs. So he told us about this project and it didn't launch yet. And he's like, you can mint it and the price is the same, right? So we can all mint it. Like it didn't launch. We don't know what the collection is. We don't know how they look. Like the chains, it's just called Chains NFT. We know who, who made it, who owns it, all that. But we don't know the, the, you know, the styles of the chains. So minting it is buying it before it launches. And usually it sells out fast because if it's a good project, everyone wants to be minting, right? Minting is usually, you know, $300, $250, you know, regular price. Um, but you don't know which NFT you're getting. You don't know if you're getting a rare one or not a rare one. So he told us about that chain NFT and he's like, guys, mint it. So my whole team minted it. We all bought like NFT, the chain NFT. One of my girls uh, minted four. She just bought four. Okay. And then a couple days later, the, the pictures start revealing. So you start seeing which NFT you own from that collection. I got a regular one and nothing crazy. I made money on it, a couple hundred dollars. I probably, if I held it, I would have made more. She got three regular and then one was the rarest one in that collection. So two days later, she sold it for $50,000 from wow. just that NFT. And how much did she spend on it? Just to give me an idea. Like It was $300. $300? Yeah. So four times. So it's like she got, if she held it, she probably, like if she held it for maybe a couple of months, she probably would have made more. But it's like that's still a good move. Yeah. It's still a good move, right? It's the first, it's her first time in NFTs. But that's how you make. That's how a lot of people are making money in those NFTs. And we gotta understand NFTs right now is where crypto was in like 2011, when everyone thought. So NFTs is what you really need. NFTs to be is where the most money is being made right now, and it's fast. You just gotta know the good projects Follow and mint them. Follow the projects. Play smart. Yeah. And even if you don't catch the mint, you can always still buy them at, you know, where they are. And if it's a good project and you know it's going to, you know, go up in value, you can still buy it. Because, again, it's very new. Like, do you guys see, like, Jason Derulo in his display picture, he has, like, an ape, a monkey. Right. That's the board. board uh, yeah, the board apes. And they're crazy. They're, like, two, uh, 200 grand, 250 grand. Some of them are, like, 400 grand. Well, last year, this time, mid-March, they were minting it, and it was all $250, $300. So if you bought any of them, you would have been, because the, the, the least one, like the, the floor price is 180 grand right now. So that's the cheapest one in that collection. That's great. Yeah, so it's like you wait a year. I don't think it's a bad idea. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So there's I'm three interested now. Yeah, there's three ways you can make money. You can either, you know, mint it um, and maybe flip it right away. You know, you can buy and sell, make a couple hundred dollars here and there. Or you can actually invest it, like long term, hold it, you know, for a couple months, for a year. Or you can make your own if you're Well, I'm holding mine right now because that's what I did. I, I, my mint price was like $1,300. So it was a big one. Hold and it. I'm like, I'm holding it because yeah. it's supposed to give you access to clubs and DJs yes. and stuff like that. So I'm like, I'm holding it for a long term and I'm just letting it, letting it sit there. The ones that I'm minting, I want to have actual utility with that's going to be relative to my business. Yeah. So it's actually going to add value. So but that's why I haven't released it yet because I want to be something that's really a value. That's true. Um, do you know, what's his name? Um, why am I forgetting his name? He he made his own NFT. I don't remember his name. What does he do? He he just give a lot of motivation speeches. Oh, Gary V. Yes, thank you, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> he cussed a lot, she knew him. Um, so yeah, Gary V. So he made his own collection. NFTs, 
and um he, the floor price was like nothing it was very cheap and then i think he made over 60 million just from his nft but why were people buying through that nft because anyone that has his nft has access to his restaurant in new york and then the Remember people the one you sent me the fish one yes she wanted me to, she sent it to me and like one of our chefs sent it to us to buy. And I was like, I'm not doing it. No. That. So the people who have the rare ones can actually uh, sit down with him and his investors at his restaurant and have I like I couldn't dinner. wrap my head around it when I saw it. My, she's, so like, is it a, she's like, is it a virtual restaurant? Is it a real? <laughs> see, if I would know it was a real restaurant, I would have yeah, done it. I thought a, it was a virtual restaurant. I was like, I'm not He told me it's doing, a virtual restaurant. I, I was like, was we virtual. should do it. We should do it. Let's no, buy it. Only people that have that NFT have access to that restaurant. Oh, I'm He's so a upset foodie. now. And I'm I, so upset. I told him, he told me it was virtual. I was like, I'm not buying it. I was like, it. I'm not doing dinner in the metaverse. It's not, I'm <laughs> absolutely not. I was like, I like good food. Like, I'll pay for a good food. Okay. I'd rather After spend that, that much at dinner. I teased him and I was like, don't get sucked into the metaverse. Like, <laughs> we have oh, a real universe. Because <laughs> when I do things, I like he go goes all, like all in. in. It's and a vices thing. I was like, let me figure this out. And I just like, it went, I mean, this was in a matter of like two weeks. Like, yeah. like created, minted, like, it's fun very fun very exciting stuff. yeah but that's why people buy into nfts because they want what comes also with nft it's not just a cool picture like the board um ape club people have access to that utility, yacht yeah. yeah to that yacht that they go and it's all celebrities that are on that yacht and you get to meet them so that's why i like nfts very cool stuff what are some some of the ones that you hold oh, i have a lot so a lot of them i'm flipping um I, I've had um, the, so I've had the chain one, right? And a bunch of them that I don't even know their name, but Jay literally made us buy it. So that's our expert. So he literally, so that's a cool thing about it. So I don't need to like sit down and like learn, learn and like research. We have our expert. We hop on a call every single Monday at 7 p.m. And he's like, guys, I'm buying this, this and this and this. If you want to buy it, go ahead and buy it. And we see his portfolio. It's like a million plus in portfolio in NFTs. Um, and he just tells us, buy this. And he gives us ev evidence why this is good. Open the Twitter, look at this and look at this. So I have a lot. I'm just like buying. Okay, Jay, I buy. Okay, Jay, I buy. We'll buy some today. Okay, Jay, I buy. But you guys should have bought the gear. I didn't know about it. Oh, see, I was sent it. And then I sent it to him. And he told me that I, it was I a will take personal How is she responsible sending it to you? And you are not buying it. He told me that it was a restaurant in the metaverse. I was like, no, fuck that. I do not. No, I didn't understand. She sent me a DM. I was like, I don't even know what's going on. She's like, what does it mean? I was like, it's probably like a restaurant. It in the was metaverse. right after the crypto thing. And I was trying to get on board with the NFT thing. So you just need to trust your own intuition and don't ask me for investing advice. <laughs> if you want to pull the trigger, pull the fucking trigger. I know. Next time. I'm next, time. To, next, <laughs> next time. Next time she knows. Yeah. I'll make my, my, my intuition is pretty good. It is. If I follow it. Yeah. It's if a leaf. Yeah, for sure. It's crazy. Like, yeah, your I stomach people, is your first brain. I get a stomachache if I don't like people. If I don't like people, they'll know I don't like them. Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> our face us. shows oh, it yeah, off. Oh, yeah, she can't oh, hide it. Oh, I can't it. hide it. Yeah. Yeah, I don't like you, you know. <laughs> I'm like, don't look at my face because it's going to tell you. <laughs> it's going to tell you, yeah. If my mouth doesn't. <laughs> that too. Yeah. We, have, we have a big mouth. <laughs> we have a very big mouth. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Okay. If you could tell your younger self a piece of advice, what would it be? It will all be okay. Because I've had so many sleepless nights as literally a teenager. It's like so stressed about the future and like where I'm going to be. But it's like just it will all be fine. Just keep taking risks. Keep doing things that 
little to make you feel sick because you're so nervous and you're so scared, it will all be worth it. I love that. Yeah. He always says, success and failure live right next door oh, to each so, other. Yeah. So powerful. You get a failure with success. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, you're like, you're. I feel like success is always one step away from like, I'm ready to give up. Like yeah. literally, like if That's something so doesn't happen right now, I'm ready to give up and that thing always just happens. I'm like, damn. I was like, keep going. <laughs> keep going. Pisces, people are so well-spoken. You're so well-spoken. Thank you. <laughs> Yeah, he uh, he's wise beyond his years, man. This thing drains my energy though. Like with the podcast thing, like it's like she loves it, fills her cup because I'm an I'm an extrovert or introvert. You're an introvert. We're an extrovert. So, so <laughs> it's it's very different for me. This this is a uh, it's like by the time she w- we're done, she's like bouncing off the walls. Yeah, and I'm, I'm like, just ah, like I just gut. need to like sit down and like. I feel like she's go to my lunch. soulmate. I just found my soulmate. Yes. That's awesome. Yep. Speak in my language, girl. Yes. Speak in my language. Oh, yeah, I so love cool. this. I really love this. Um, do you do like five year, ten year goals, like, or how far out do you plan? Um, five years, you know the big goals, but I do year, three year, five. So where do you see and then month. Where do you see yourself in five years? In five years, I will be twenty eight. Oh, I'm 23, by the way. Um, I'll be 28. I see myself, this might seem so crazy, but like, you know, the next, similar to like Tony Robbins, speaking on massive stages, you know, inspiring retreats for people that want to, you know, grow, learn about crypto, NFTs, any, I don't know the next financial market that's going to come our way and we're going to dive into it. But that's like, like when you ask a question, that's the first thing I saw. I love it. Um, what was your first stage you ever got on? Um, our company stage. But like how long ago? Um, it was three months into my business. So 20, 2020, beginning of 2020. Beginning of 2020, you got on a stage. And then like how many stages have you been on since then? Oh, you can't count? I can't count. Um, with our company, I've been on every single time because I'm, I'm one of the top leaders in the company. So every single time I have an event, I'm on stage. Um, but outside that, I've been on like outside the company on four different stages. I've been on Believe Nation stage, um, Eric Quarry stage, and then many more. But yeah, but the biggest one was Believe Nation. I love it. So I hear that you work with a lot of girls. Like, how do you manage that? <laughs> That's a great I question. Don't. <laughs> I don't. Um, see, where I'm emotional, but I won't show it. Do you know what's your moon sign? I'm a Virgo moon. Oh, that's good. I'm a cancer moon. Oh, okay. So it's like a battle. It's like very emotional from the inside, very tough from the outside. People think I don't care, but I really care. And it's like a battle. So um, I don't show a lot of emotions, but working with girls, they're very emotional. And I tend to attract all the Pisces, all the Cancers, (laughs) all the Virgos, all the Geminis. And, you know, they're, it's fun, you know, it's culture, it's fun. It's always fun to work with girls, but you just gotta, I love making them stronger because a lot of us girls, we're not strong and I love, you know, making them feel like, hey, you can do whatever you want. You can achieve anything. You don't need a man because, 
you know, society keeps telling us, oh, you need a man. You you can't be single. You got to be in a relationship, even if you settle. And it's like, just do you. Work hard, make your money, and trust me, you won't need anyone. You're just going to have someone beautiful that comes to your life and adds to it. It's not like he's going to complete it. Oh, yeah. So just, just making them stronger. But how to manage it, you just day by day. <laughs> day by day. Sometimes it's drama. Sometimes it's not. But we just got to remember that we're girls, right? Girls are girls. What's your view on marriage? I want to get married. Yeah? Yeah, I want to get married to the right person. Um, yeah, marriage is beautiful if it's the right person. The right person. Yeah. Kids, maybe? Yeah, three. Three? Yeah. Boys, girls, does it matter? I want first a boy and then it doesn't matter what's the rest. Okay. Because I like how, you know, for me and my brother, he was always there to, like, protect me. I feel like if I didn't have a brother, I would have done, you know, wilder things. But then you have a brother and you're like, okay, well, if not, don't do this. I'm your brother. Everyone knows me. And it's like, don't make me look some type of way. And I'm like, okay. So having a brother to protect you, it's always good. So I want a guy and then girls, boys, doesn't matter. Do you have an age in mind of when you want to do that? Or does it matter? Um, Get married. I would love to get married like. Is that in the five year? Yeah, 28, 29. <laughs> yeah. 28, 29, not before. Yeah, because you want to focus on the business, right? Yeah, I want to grow, I want to explore, I want to try things. I love that. Is your brother married with kids? No. No? <laughs> Got, you that know, answers that. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. Because you, you, you guys know, like, guys mature way slower than girls, so he's very focused on the business, too. Yeah. But... Yeah, I don't think he's going to get married anytime soon. <laughs> the high-level people in your company, are have you seen, like, successful relationships, marriages, and stuff like that? Um, it's an interesting question. You know, I had a talk with Marina about it, and... Um, it's so sad because for the longest time I thought if I'm like I'm if I'm successful, you know, and if if the guy is successful, they just always have bad luck with relationships because you always see it, right? You always see, you know, I see power couples, but I don't see a lot of power couples. I don't know what it is. Maybe they're not around me. So I know all my rich friends that are older. They're like thirty plus. Some of them are forty plus, and they're still not married. They're still single. And it's because of their business, because they like number one is their business and then their partner. And when you're in a marriage, that's that's hard. Right. So. I, I, get, it. I get it. <laughs> it's it's tough. But is it possible? It is possible. Yeah, but it's a good question. Yeah. She has those. I have those because <laughs> I, I love to study people. Yeah. That's like that. Real estate was just a vehicle to. I love real estate. I brought her on because I wanted to quit her job and not to be married to her work and like a salary and yeah. supposable weekends yeah, off so much of work. In you. Yeah. And oh, there's yeah. so no much regrets. more than your limiting beliefs. And yeah. She got out of that and now here she is. Yeah. I love it. I love. But I see, as I look around, I'm like, show me a I power couple. Like, you're speaking of. You know, like, you see that too. So, like, 
that would be goals, you know? Yeah. But, like... I know a power couple, but that the girl is older than the guy. And she has three kids. Not from him. Right. So it's, like, it's it's hard. I, I'm pretty sure it's hard for the guy, too. Oh, yeah. It's interesting. So what are you, like, 32? Girl, I'll be 44 this year. Damn! <laughs> Girl, I'll be wow. 44 this year. I had him at 18. Wow. And I have no regrets. And I still, it's crazy because, like, I don't feel 44. You don't look 44. Thank you. Like, never in a million years. When he told me his, you're, you're his mom, I was like, what? Yeah. Goals. Yeah. Goals. It's funny because I always wanted a son that's a Pisces, too. Oh, really? Yeah. See, I didn't realize so my astrology when i was younger or a sagittarius okay yeah yeah so my rising is sagittarius oh you have it all perfect <laughs> you have it all aligned you vision board or do you just don't know i don't do the board i just write it down um but in my house so i just moved to a new place but in my previous house um i have frames all over and it's all things that i want to have private jet you know the rolls royce that i want um, the mansion that what I want to live in. What Rolls Royce do you want? I want the one with the orange interior, <laughs> and it's um, blue and then silver in the middle. Okay. I've been in it. It's great. <laughs> do you know what jet you want? No. I would that's think my about next step. that. Yeah, that's my next step. Yeah, like actually breaking it down. Yeah, I want a Gulfstream 550. I want it to be black. I want the bottom to be neon blue. I want, bl I want gray, gray seats with blue stitching. I want the, the chrome to be all black chrome on the, on the entire jet. And I don't just want one, I want three. <laughs> I want one with neon blue, one with neon orange, and one with neon green, or neon yellow. So when you That's see me powerful. landing in, you can see. He takes me to watch the jets take off. I know the t tail numbers and the people who own them and what LLCs and what business they do and where they live and what, what they do. Like, I, that's how on purpose it is. I know how much fuel it takes from here to Miami. It's $44,000. Costs about $3 million to operate and staff. Costs $60 million for a new one. Right. Like, that's how on purpose. Like, the jet thing is like, my uncle had a Gulfstream. He bought it. He... Um, right before the downturn, and I never got to fly on it because my dad never signed my passport so yeah. I could go to Mexico. So I never got to fly on the oh jet. So I have this obsession with jets, and I'm like, I want my own jet. I won't. I don't like traveling. I, I'm like, I'm not gonna. I'm. I want. I will. He doesn't like traveling on commercial. Well, so it, I, <laughs> I just, get it. I just need to. I, need I get to, it. I need to step up my game in a forward private, and obviously that's not gonna be where I start. You know, I'm not gonna start with the Gulfstream. I'll, I'll work my way up. And that's, yeah, that's what I want. I'm going yeah. to go wherever I want, whenever I want, with whoever I want. That's freedom. Oh. But that's how on purpose. Like, what does yeah. the interior look like? Who's going to be my staff? What is it going to wear? Like, yeah. Where's my, like, what is my pilot going to do deals with me? Like, Grant Cardone's pilot? I was like, that'd be awesome. Like, I'd love him to do deals with me so my pilot goes everywhere. With we went through a lot of stuff. Crypto, relationships, business, entrepreneurship. I, I mean, your Thank story you is amazing. Me go down you, like, route. ran <laughs> through it really fast. I wouldn't have gone there, and I've never gone there with somebody, but after seeing your Instagram, I was like, ooh, I'm going to But I think there's a lot that women can learn about that because yeah. that's something that's really not talked about, and there's a lot of powerful women out there that, you know, struggle with that and, like, struggle with it not, not knowing that this isn't unique to them. <laughs> it's not. Yeah. You know, there's other women that go through the same thing. Yeah, and, you know, men need to know that, you know, social media, social media, it's business. I'm going to be very alpha and masculine 
in my business, but that does not mean I'm not, you know, submissive. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. Have you ever written a list of the items that you want in a man? Like to the detail? It was a long one though. All right. You have to be extremely specific. It was very long. (laughs) And it was like, where is this man going to be? It was very long. We don't have to know the how. We just have to know, like, what it is so that you, like, don't vary. I'm glad you have that written down. Yeah. Yeah. Not a lot of people just told me. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. Before getting into the financial literacy MLM game, who was your mentor? Um,. I didn't have one, and that was the problem. But I was just listening to a lot of, you know, motivational speakers, you know, Tony Robbins. Every time, you know, um, I had an hour, you know, commute every single day. So just listening to, like, motivation. But a lot of people don't have mentors when we're younger because it's like, I don't know, my parents didn't teach me that. The people around me don't have mentors. Me- the word mentor doesn't even seem like you got to have it. People don't talk about it often. Now through social media, we talk about it more. But when I was younger, no one talked about it. Oh, you got to have a mentor. So I, I really did not have one. I was just like, you know, going on YouTube, motivational speeches, because I didn't feel like doing everything that I'm doing that day. And it's like, that would keep me going a little bit. That will push me. I love it. Yeah, that's... I I've, One of the things that his mentor taught him, which he instilled in me, is like feeding your mind for like the thir- first 30 minutes of like... No social media. Day, no no social media. Just it's like, that's your you time. To prep for the day. Yeah, no. Because I used to do that when I saw my business. First thing, like, scroll, it's beside scroll, my bed. Scroll, scroll. And it's like, the whole day is off. The whole day is messy. You're so unfocused. You're like, okay, what can I do next? And it's like, you're just, it's all over the place. So, first, I would say first hour. Because that's when I journal, I read, I just, me time. Peace and quiet. Yeah, I'm telling you, social media is tough. You need it for the business, but, but you too also much of it is too much. Yeah, too much of it is too much. And then, you know what you show on there. And then there's a lot of marketing tactics too, right? Like the reels and the TikTok. Like sometimes, you know, I post reels and they're meant to be for fun. They're meant for a laugh. And people, like some people get it, most people get it. And then you see, you know, the 20% that's like, attacking you saying things it's like why would you say that to a human being it's like what do you do with those people do you delete them i just block people i block 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 delete block yeah i just don't like having negative around me right because 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 sometimes i don't block them and then i see like you know the people that actually love me and follow me and then they go back and forth with them i'm like okay you don't need to do that for me like just block because it gets toxic and it's like my my comments are like it's like no so what are some non-negotiables for you that you have? Non-negotiables in business and life? Let's talk both. Let's let's start with business because that's easier and then we'll go to life. Um, well, in business, you know, it's um so I don't drink. I don't smoke. Um, I don't go out unless this going out we're benefiting something out of it. Like I'm not just gonna go out to just a club just because like what is happening like are we meeting someone that's we want to you know learn from are we gonna maybe record something some videos like it needs to be on like so everything is on purpose so i don't just do anything um 
that's a big non-negotiable. I love being aware all the time of everything that's happening. That's why I don't drink and I smoke. I told him that's my superpower. Sober is her superpower. She doesn't drink or you guys are so (laughs) it is so great watching (laughs) this unfold. Nope. I just love being aware. Oh, yeah. I just no, it's control thing. (laughs) <laughs> that too. I love being. That too. Con- I love being in control. I really don't meant. like being out of control. I cannot. I don't. It's, it's that's, that's out of my comfort zone. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but out of my comfort zone where I don't even want to go. It's yeah. not. It doesn't help me. It lowers it, my vibration. That's yeah. What, that's what she says it is. She says it, it lowers, lowers my, my vibration. vibration. And I don't. I'm not gonna. And I want to vibrate at the highest. Yeah. Yeah. If you don't bring peace to me, I don't need it. I don't care if you're friends, family. Yeah, and then uh, you know, obviously in business, because I work with people, loyalty. Loyalty you know, if you, is huge. If you break loyalty, you might still be in my business, but the trust, the Where things. Where you stand after yeah. you break that loyalty. And I've had that. I don't recently. think you'll ever recover really? from that. I've had that recently, and it's like, oh yeah, you really said that in front of people. Mm, great. You're you're still here, but I'm gonna still treat you the same. I still love you, but I can never trust you again. Yeah, no. So, loyalty is big. I was talking about it actually with, with one of my good friends, and she said, this is a bad example, but she said, loyalty is if I'm, <laughs> if I'm, <laughs> if I kill someone and I'm trying to bury them, you gotta be behind me with a shovel. <laughs> so, we're not killing people, but that's how, you know, the extreme it should be, and it's like, yeah. I, I don't disagree. That's why our, <laughs> our circle is small. Yeah, the circle is very, very small. small. I wouldn't even call it a circle. <laughs> no. Triangle. We're very, yeah, we're very careful about who we surround ourselves with. We really with. don't surround ourselves consistently around anybody. Because energy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I, I pick it up. Energy. I pick up energy and I yeah, don't. Yeah, me too. I feel so much. I don't have the time or the space or yeah. the want to have that. Yeah, I don't... You know, I don't care to impress people. Like, I see a lot of people go to places just because it's like, oh, everyone's going to be there. I have to be there. To me, it's like, no. If I'm not learning something, if I'm not, if, it, if it's not bringing me some type of joy or success, I don't need to be there. I don't need to be there. When I was a kid, my dad says, if they aren't making money for you or they aren't doing something for you they, and you don't need them. Yeah. And I thought that was like such shallow way to think. But as I got older, I was like, he's right. <laughs> he's right. He's right. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, so that's that's a couple non-negotiables. But also, like, in life, loyalty, too. Oh, loyalty is huge. Yeah. Loyalty. Um, my love language is... So, number one is words of affirmation. So I love having people around me that not only, like, you know, give you gifts. Because gifts is, like, my number five. I don't care about gifts. I can buy everything. Like, that's I got it. Um, number one is words of affirmation. So I love people that... You know, like, tell me I'm doing great if I did something great. If I didn't do something great, tell me, hey, you're amazing, but you could have done better. So if you're around me, I need you to really tell me how things are going, right? Um, That's number one. Number two is acts of service. So do you do things for me or behind my back? And then um, it's quality time, physical touch, gifts. Yep, that's very similar to me. I think uh, you like gifts. I know my gifts one's higher because that's how my parents showed me love. 
Yeah, your gifts is higher. Because they couldn't, they didn't give me time. So quality time is really big for me. I like quality time. But touch is like almost at the bottom, which is hard. Touch? <laughs> yeah. Like, I, it's not a big deal to me. It's like the small touches, you know? Right. You don't need to, like, be all over. Yeah, me. Oh, yeah, no. That, that's, that's, yeah, a, like, that's a non-negotiable first. Like, <laughs> no, 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 no. Like, that's too much. Too much. Yeah, like, don't overtouch me. Like, <laughs> Turn it down. One to ten, two. <laughs> yeah. Two. Yeah, but it's like the small things, you know, like. Yes. Agreed. Yeah. Agreed. What about for money? For money? Oh. First of all, I don't like people that complain about money. I don't like people that complain that they're broke because there's always a solution. Like, we live in a generation, we live in an era where there's so many ways to make money. And if you can't figure out, it's because you're lazy. 100%. Like, people are literally making off money, like $70,000 plus, 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 off, like, Uber Eats, Uber driving, right? There, there's ways to make money. You just got to be resourceful. Crypto, you see kids making insane money in crypto, yep. right? NFTs, real estate, so, so many ways, but you just got to be resourceful. I know people that buy real estate not with not with their money. Other people's money. Yeah. So it's like there's ways. You just gotta stop being lazy. So yeah. Money. Um I love spoiling myself. So that's a non negotiable. No, we killed it today. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Thank you guys for having me yeah, with no voice. <laughs> no, I appreciate it. It was fun learning about you and the things that you brought to the table. So thank you. Fellow Leo. Fellow Leo. <laughs> yeah. We're going to have Leo. that spot date. Yes. Yeah. Cool. Eddie, thank you. I appreciate you for making this happen. Everybody's going to wonder Eddie who Eddie is. <laughs> like, who is this for man? connecting Eddie. us. <laughs> yeah. He's well, a connector for sure. That was director. an amazing episode. Thank you guys for tuning into the One Hustle Show. Um, definitely share this. If you got any value, like it, comment below. And then where can people find you on social media? To do um, it is you? Style by Khalifa. You're gonna once you follow me, you're gonna get a lot of fake accounts follow you. They're all fake. It's my only page. Um, yeah, that's that's it for now. Thank you.